0: is the last show of the season. Grab some champagne, it's time to celebrate. As always, I'm Maurice, and you're listening to Category Is. So welcome to the last episode of Category Is, season three. I've been saying it for a few weeks, can't believe I'm at this milestone, but here we are. So I am so excited for my next guest on the show. It's my friend Marky from Toronto. I talk about him all the time on the podcast so it was great to have him finally sit down with me for an episode of category is and he is probably the most perfect person to talk about the emmy awards with um, because he has over 20 years of experience working in broadcast television so let's hop into our conversation now so y'all hear me mention him all the time i'm here Today with my friend from the north, Marky, my third favorite Canadian.
1: Third? Who's one and two?
0: Drake, Aubrey Graham, number one. Yeah. And then number two will be Kim Cottrell or Ryan Reynolds. The and you're number three. Well, yeah, depending on the day, you know.
1: I would think I'm number one, but I digress.
0: <laughs> today you're my number one. <laughs> <laughs> So you have over twenty years in broadcast TV. So I feel like you're the perfect uh, person to kind of talk about TV's biggest night.
1: Yeah, it's also it's also election night here in Canada. It is. Much like the end of last night, we are going to reward white people of privilege. So <laughs> you <know. laughs>
0: well, you never know. There might be a surprise upset at the last minute.
1: I would hope so, would. but. All
0: right. Before we get into the categories tonight, uh, what you drinking?
1: I have a Ontario craft beer. It's my favorite. It's Bose Tread. It's a lagered ale from, I don't know where they're from. They're like north of Toronto somewhere.
0: Okay. I don't think I've had that one. We were just talking that I've had Steam Whistle. And Uh, I believe that's probably like a Michelob Light (laughs) down Equivalent down here in the it's a US.
1: Down here. It's, um, yeah, it has, a, it has a distinct taste.
0: Not a good taste, but a distinct taste.
1: Not, not my favorite taste.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so today I'm drinking, um, it's a celebratory evening here at Category Is. It's the season finale. So I'm drinking, it's a sparkling Pinot Noir. It's from one of my favorite wineries out in California. Um, called Mum Napa, and they have this. Uh, they only have it in like the kind of late summer, early fallish, and um, it's very exclusive. So, kind of like it, much like yourself. Very well, exclusive. You know, I try to be. Yep, but I'm also accessible. You are to, to the okay. masses. Yeah, you know, I can keep it. I can keep it classy, <laughs> bougie, ratchet. I'm a savage. <laughs> <laughs> Very well said So we are talking about the Emmys tonight And you know, we like to start off with the fashions So, who's your best dress of the night?
1: Okay, I have a few I thought uh, Nicole Byer looked amazing In Christian Siriano in that purple flowy loofah dress
0: She was giving me Barney down to the red carpet Really, this...
1: you didn't like it? <laughs> I thought she looked Thing. I love
0: her she would say she nailed it <laughs> her Netflix show with those horrible baking disasters. I wanted to love it, but she failed it because I think I think uh it was just a bit too much. She's already a bigger girl, her personality mm. is so bubbly and just so big. I feel like it was a bit. Much for her, and then the purple eyeshadow.
1: I thought that all see where we differ. I love I love the purple makeup. Like I thought she looked amazing, and then uh Cynthia revo with the white leather with the feathers. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, she looked okay. amazing. She's been killing it because she was um she was a judge at the Venice Film Festival, and she had to like turn like twelve looks. She's been she's on her style game. She's looking amazing these days. And um, I don't know if I'm saying her name correctly, and I apologize if I'm not. The Barry Jacobs, who was in Leslie Hampton, they came out as part of uh, Reservation Dogs. I believe it's coming to Disney+. Plus. Okay. And uh, she was, it was like flowy, and she had like those huge long earrings. Uh, yeah, Leslie Hampton is a Canadian Indigenous uh, designer, so it was nice to oh. see her she looked at. So who are yours?
0: I really only have one best dress because I just think that she's like this chocolate ebony, like alien goddess. And that is Michaela Cole. She had on this like highlighter, (laughs) yellow, green, like um, color. It was like a midriff. And I usually don't like the midriffs um, on the red Mm -hmm. carpet, but just like the color next to her skin was just amazing.
1: Yeah, she looked amazing. She was she was on my list as well. But oh, yeah? I thought actually you were going to say her because I know you're a huge fan. I
0: stand, I stand for. Her. Yeah,
1: she looked gorgeous last night.
0: So then, on the flip side, who was your worst dressed? E. <laughs> I know you're Canadian. You like to be nice. Yeah, and I
1: think especially the Toronto gays may come for me, oh. but I was not. Mr. Schitt's Creek Dan Levy last night.
0: Yeah. Yeah. In the blue. I feel like they were probably trying to go for a cohesive look when they came up on stage. Mm-hmm. And so the color I think was okay, but I think just the fabric didn't wasn't doing yeah, much.
1: Yeah, the color looked great on him. And mm-hmm. full the like, I was COVID work from home fashion before COVID even happened, so I had, like, <laughs> no, no authority to be speaking about what other people are wearing. <laughs> like, but yeah, I I wasn't, uh, it just, it wasn't for me, but if he looked good and felt good, like, good for him.
0: What do you think of his Met Gala look? Did you see him at the Met Gala? I did. No comment. (laughs) I saw him. Yep.
1: Correct. (laughs) (laughs) Okay.
0: (laughs) You know, uh, girl, it was, yeah, um, it was a lot going on in Mm -hmm. the look. It was like. A, a bit too literal because it was like American fashion. So I'm gonna put the map of the United States and Canada on the front, and then I'm gonna superimpose it on like this silhouette of two men kissing. And it was it was just like too much going. Maybe it had I had like a lot of messages in there, and he should have just kind of pared it back.
1: Yeah, there it was like based on some artwork or something, I believe. Mm-hmm. I, d- I didn't read the whole story, but I think that was something that's already been produced, and then it was replicated on his Mm. outfit, but I don't know. I have no authority to speak on that because I didn't read the article.
0: Nope.
1: (laughs) Other people I had some minor issues with, Uh, The Crown had a great night last night, but not so much in the fashion department. Ooh,
0: yes, because. Yeah,
1: Emma and Jillian I was not featuring.
0: You know, I don't know what Jillian was doing it it wasn't a good look for me and then emma she's on my worst list um too she looked like a busted condom
1: yeah also like people were getting edward scissorhands and like uh yeah. winona Reiner and the crucible like mm-hmm. vibe
0: <laughs> yeah because she it was like this pale like cream colored sheath dress yeah. it was mew mew so like kind of prada and then um she had these like Cat woman like, nails that busted through the <laughs> gloves. And then she mm-hmm. had on, like, a handmaid's tail. <laughs> Those but, helmets. Yeah. I was like, girl, what is that? It was a mess.
1: Any other words on your end?
0: Yeah, so my only... And she looked good, so it wasn't, like... Because she... she's a beautiful girl. She looked... You know, kind of cute in this dress, and this gown, but it just wasn't—it didn't look right on her, if that makes sense. So Yara Shahidi, who is the um, one of the daughters on Blackish, this is like their final season. She had her her spinoff show Grownish, and mm-hmm. she's I believe like twenty one, but she had on this like green, um, kind of fifties inspired, like dress. And green is my favorite color, so I was like, okay, the color's great, but then just the silhouette of like her wearing like a nineteen fifties style dress just looked out of place, especially if she's you know, twenty one. She looked like she was sixty one in that thing.
1: The the shade was nice. The shade of green is yeah. really nice. Yeah. yeah. I have one more, but I don't know if I want to say it. It's
0: still a girl. I love her
1: to death, but I wasn't featuring Eddie Bryan.
0: I don't know what that was.
1: It just looked like she was coming home after a weekend at Coachella and stopped by.
0: (laughs) Like, girl is on the way. Let me just stop by.
1: But she looked beautiful, like, besides the dress. And I'm a big fan of hers. And I don't, I feel bad talking about people's
0: fashion, like I said,
1: because I am not an authority. But it wasn't my
0: favorite. I shop at Old Navy, but I still talk. (laughs) (laughs) I have no shame (laughs) Uh,
1: how did you feel about Bowen and his shoes
0: you know (laughs) I was watching the red carpet on E and then they um, you know how they start out at the head and then they kind of like pan down so it's like, oh, okay, like you know, he's cute. Like he looked really sharp yeah. and like his tuxedo, like the tailoring was was down to um it fitted really nicely to a T. And then they kept just kept scrolling down, 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 down. And then when they got to the shoes, like there was this audible like I almost gasp. And they were just like, <laughs> there's this long pause. And then I forget what's her name um on Eve, but she was like, Oh, <laughs> Wasn't expecting that. I was like, yeah, girl, nobody was. But he had on like these platform, like silver. And maybe it was the silver that kind of like did it. Mm -hmm. Like if they were black, I think it would have looked a little bit nicer. Or I don't know. I I just think like the flashy silver did something to the look overall.
1: Yeah yeah shoe cam please (laughs)
0: right like they don't do (laughs) what do they do that for the oscars no wendy does shoe cam wendy yeah okay no i think they used to do it for the oscars There's some one red carpet they used to do yeah i will say something about the shoes he i
1: believe it was a brand called uh zero and it's a queer asian designer from brooklyn so he's representing and supporting so good Mm -hmm. for boeing
0: okay but then Billy Porter came like right after him on the red carpet and he had on yeah. like a platform heel as well. And so it was just like, ooh. Yeah,
1: they need to text each other next time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> get, get those arrival times in order. Right.
0: Max them distance. Yeah, we gotta coordinate this. We gotta plan <laughs> Billy, out a little don't be, Billy, don't be
1: flapping your wigs when I'm trying to spread know, <laughs>
0: He was doing the most on the red carpet and I was just like, Billy,
1: yeah, I saw he was like bending over. Like he's flexible. He did his yoga.
0: That's yeah. for sure. Lil Nas X, look into your future. That is you <laughs> in about 20, 30 years, girl. <laughs> so, not much happened with the awards. It was pretty boring overall. Yeah, like,
1: extremely boring.
0: Yeah, the crown took everything pretty much. Ted Lasso. Mm-hmm which i've never seen
1: people really seem to like it i haven't seen it either but
0: yeah the premise is like this kind of football coach goes to the uk and he buys a soccer team accidentally and
1: I, yeah it's something like that i'm gonna Four have to buy another iPhone. yeah i'm gonna have to buy <laughs> another iphone or imac to see <laughs> yes. that year three years. that year
0: free <laughs> That four ninety nine comes in handy every month. Let me tell you. <laughs> and then that was the mayor of East East. Is it East Town or East Somebody East, east, east Side Eastwood's <laughs> east Murder Durder on Saturday Night Live.
1: I don't think a Kate Woods lit show would be from the East. Side. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Eastwood. It, I just started watching it. It is good.
0: Oh, so it is good with the Philadelphia suburb accent.
1: Yeah, it's from Philly, right? Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah, some somewhere around here.
1: Did they film there?
0: Well, so it's technically like in the burbs, so it's maybe like 30 minutes outside of the city proper. Easttown. Is Easttown a real place? I don't know. No? No? You know, I don't really leave the city, so I don't really know.
1: (laughs) (laughs) What did I just see about pennsylvania i saw something on the news um you're only allowed two bottles of wine
0: oh my god yes so they're having a logistical shortage and but where you, did it go not here apparently but <laughs> <laughs> you can only buy two bottles of uh and they have a list of them but it's mostly um like scotch and bourbon bourbon which i don't do the brown liquor so i'm good there No me but that makes
1: real honest real quick
0: (laughs) it's gonna make me real sleepy i'm gonna have a bad night there's like 43 certain bottles that you can't buy it's mostly bourbon there's a few um tequilas but not the one that i like and then the rest is champagne so i'm like oh might have a problem there (laughs) so you can only buy two bottles per day but if you go You know twice in a weekend there's one few blocks down i can go every day if i want it just to stock up
1: i found it so weird i went to uh pittsburgh
0: Mm -hmm. and where we
1: went to like the hotel lobby and we were like hey like we want alcohol and they're like okay go to the bar and then we're like no like we want alcohol to drink in our hotel room and they're like yeah go to the bar (laughs) like buy like your alcohol at the bar and then walk out
0: yeah that was very strange it's they have the the weirdest like laws here because even i'm from south carolina you can buy liquor um at the grocery store you can buy it at walmart and it's Mm -hmm. so convenient but here like the state owns the the liquor so it's like you know they want to you know Regulated, I guess.
1: The one good thing, though, is when you're at the bar, and I found this out. When you're at the bar, like when they say last call, you just like buy like a six pack, and you're like party here. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yeah, keep That's the party going. Here.
0: Yeah, because and they measure in Toronto.
1: Oh, we have like machines that like yeah. click, click.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, like it's not, like American free pour. I don't like that. Cause I remember the first time I went to Toronto, you know, I was trying to turn up and I was (laughs) ordering like all the drinks and then I was not even buzzed and I was like, wait, what is going on here?
1: Yeah. $10 a a drink for like a mechanically produced like shot. It
0: was like, no thanks. And then I learned that if you order like wine or, beer that you're probably a little bit better off because you can just basically drink that whereas you're paying more for a cocktail that's basically yeah yeah oh so back to the awards so my girl michaela cole she did win for writing um i may destroy you which was an amazing show uh that got a lot of critical acclaim it's about uh drug facilitated sexual assault. So it's a bit of a heavy kind of topic. So I'm wondering if like, that's the reason why it might not have gotten like as much kind of celebration as it deserves. Cause it's an amazing. Yeah. And
1: she's long overdue for accolades. And I like Mm -hmm. woke up this morning and it was all Michaela's face with like a
0: chunk of the
1: quote of her speech. Yeah.
0: mm -hmm.
1: Yeah. Everyone was reposting
0: yeah she her speech was like really amazing and just you know i think winning for writing was probably more valuable to her more important to her than winning for like acting because you Mm -hmm. know it was one it was a personal story and then being able to i guess translate that from the page onto the screen is probably more profound than Girl, just get up here and say these lines, and you know we'll give you an award for it. Because I feel like that's what some of the acting awards kind of have turned into.
1: Absolutely, yeah. And like she, she like sat with that story and like put pens of paper mm-hmm. and must have had like multiple edits and stuff. And like, yeah, like I writing should be applauded more than it is. I, I'm happy they included on TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like those people sit on these stories for years and like come up with it, and then someone just well it's her as the lead but like in a lot of other cases like the hot the hottest like actress at the moment just walks in reads your lines, sort of mm-hmm. thing so yeah it's more personable and more powerful mm-hmm. that, like, she, she wrote it and also that she starred in it
0: yeah yeah Did so that makes sense <laughs> yeah it does because i do did you also see the the hashtags and everything this morning that the emmys are so white again all 12 of the acting um uh, mm-hmm. winners were white yep and we talked about yeah. this like when we were texting but <laughs> yeah and the lead up to the show it was like um because there are record numbers of like nominations but like No one of color ever really gets the big, the big awards or even, you know, the, like you said, the acting awards are more prominent or more, you know, you get more notoriety from them than like, say, writers.
1: Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like if, like, unfortunately when they're all like coming out and being all like a writer, blah, 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 like introducing the category, like Mm -hmm. a lot of people would go and like get Cheetos from the kitchen and stuff at that point. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. But. Which is unfortunate because writers should be celebrated. Yeah.
0: So, what were some of your other standout moments from the night?
1: Well, uh, from the opening, it appears we see where Chet Hanks gets his swagger from because <laughs> Rita was busting out with <laughs> that rap, the Pizmerkey theme opening. So, yeah, that was something.
0: Yeah, that was definitely high energy. Everybody (laughs) in the room was like, going crazy. That that was not something I expected from Rita Wilson.
1: Yeah, it's weird. You would think with like how problematic Chet is that maybe she wouldn't want to do that. But I guess she looked good.
0: (laughs) She looked good. good. She was on beat, you know. (laughs) So, for her <laughs> Cedric the entertainer was it was a good um i think hosting gig for him i think he did a good job they had I don't like, think
1: there was enough of him
0: right that's what I was going to say they did this um one montage with like all of his tv wives mm mm-hmm. that was good <laughs> yeah so they had um Lisi nash they had I uh, was i forget the other one's name but she was from the steve harvey show and then they had um uh tashina arnold on there mm-hmm. but there was one tashina. moment where dc nash said that she was gonna go find the the guy from bridgerton i was like i thought you were a lesbian now
1: and just married like recently yeah so. <laughs> so, girl
0: might be some some tea there
1: <laughs> <laughs> yep. she's taking that big toe out of the water she's done with the little dippy dip <laughs>
0: no more lady pond for her
1: Seth Rogen came out and he's all like what are we doing here like why are we inside (laughs) it was supposed to be an open air uh, event but then because of helicopter noise Mm -hmm. they tested it and yeah I know everyone had to show double backs but yeah like there's like after like being in isolation for 18 Mm -hmm. months like that's triggering to some people seeing like a room full of cool. people yeah. unmask in sight sort of thing
0: yeah i was kind of confused too because i i didn't know it was going to be um tented cuz it was always like you know how are they going to do these award shows is it going to be like the grammys which is like outside and i guess maybe they learned the lesson from there like we still have to kind of cover up all this outside noise because the wind's blowing like it's going to hit the mics and like all this other stuff is just all these other factors when you have like an outside event and um they were like all around these tables which was kind of like the golden globes i believe so i'm wondering like did they get any food or or are they just sitting there like all night under that tent
1: yeah i know it was weird so sarah paulson actually posted on her social media like They had these, like, cardboard charcuterie boxes. No. Yeah. She was all like, I'm not eating the meat. I guess she must be vegan or vegetarian. Uh But she opened this box, and it was, like, sweaty meat and crackers. (laughs) And orange cheese, she said, was more orange than a carrot. And she's all like, I'm not eating this.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's on that (laughs) charcuterie boxes are supposed to be like the new thing
1: (laughs) yeah but the emmys have never had food before like why did you think these people need food yeah (laughs) and then then to like give them a sweaty like meaty cheesy box like and no one eat even at the golden globes like no one eats the food
0: yeah like it can't be like good yeah like
1: people are like literally sewn into their outfits Mm -hmm. like they cannot they like they can have the bubbles but they can't yeah
0: yeah because like even like at the oscars they have always have like the wolfgang puck like menu but they're like not that's afterwards like you can (laughs) change you know unzip a little bit and then did you see the menu for the or the food for the met gala which is i saw uh,
1: kiki palmer (laughs) post
0: what is going on? They were supposed to be having like an all like plant based diet. <laughs> <laughs> they had Marcus uh, Samuelson, who's you know always on Food Network. He has a few uh, restaurants, I believe, in New York, the Ro- Red Rooster or whatever. I didn't even know he was plant based, but girl, because <laughs> he has a chicken restaurant. <laughs> like, oh, really? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like. You got to stay in your lane, Marcus. <laughs> <laughs> Kiki was not happy with that meal,
1: and it was, wasn't she. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong, but she like knew she wasn't allowed to do it, but she
0: she like she did it, she it anyway. It.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, this what like got me <laughs> yeah.
0: for thirty five thousand dollars a plate, and that's the food, girl get your money back
1: (laughs) yeah how do you get a refund from when i (laughs) went (laughs) to work
0: like that ain't happening so i guess that about wraps up the emmys It's kind of a letdown you know yeah in terms of fashion in terms of awards and being diverse which it never is but we'll see
1: One thing, uh, RuPaul made M-hmm
0: last
1: night as the most rewarded uh, Black performer, mm-hmm. I believe. Yep. Yep.
0: Winning for um, Outstanding Competition Series. hmm And it's what? Was it six in a row? Seven in a row? Something like that.
1: I think five.
0: Five? It's a lot in a row. But, um, and then she also racked up at the the creative arts yeah, Emmys. Yeah, she was the host. Yeah, the Schmimmies, or <laughs> what does um <laughs> Kathy Griffin call them? Schmimmies.
1: Oh, I never heard that. That's funny. No,
0: yeah, because she was the host of them for like a long time. <laughs> She's like, it's not the real Emmys
1: because
0: <laughs> they happen like. Two weeks in advance, a week in advance, something like that. Yeah,
1: something like that. Yeah, mm-hmm.
0: And it's all like the technical stuff. So it's like the lighting and the sound and the hairstyling and the makeup, and like all the other behind the scenes kind of stuff.
1: Yeah, they're important.
0: They are. Yes.
1: Yep. They're important jobs.
0: Yeah. Thanks for joining me on the show, Marky, to talk about the Emmys and TV and, and everything else. And maybe we'll have you on again sometime.
1: Yeah, it was fun. Thank you. And I've, I've been a huge fan from day one. So keep doing what you're doing and I appreciate you.
0: Aw, you're so <laughs> sweet. So thanks again to Mark, you from Toronto. That was such a fun conversation. And just to kind of piggyback off of something that he mentioned um, about RuPaul winning as uh, best reality show host. I know one person who will not be winning <laughs> that award that category anytime soon and that is miss tyra banks she has been hosting dancing with the stars which y'all know i love one of my favorite uh, television shows so she started um hosting it last season and then season 30 premiered on monday night and i i'm always i'm always excited to see the show because i love the journey of the dancing with the stars is supposed to be a level playing field. You know, no one has danced um, like competitive ballroom dancing before, you know, some people do have um, like dancing backgrounds, but um, they brought on Tyra as the host last season in an effort to kind of revitalize the show, revamp the show. Not sure why Tom Bergeron, he was the host for since the beginning. I know they switched out. Um, they had Aaron Andrews. And then I think they had, uh, what was her name? Brooke Burke for a while, but Tom had been on there forever. And he's like, a, I believe he's a comedian. he had always led the show. And then they had this cast shake up. They brought in Tyra of all people <laughs> because, uh, yeah, uh, is a mess. And so she caught a lot of backlash last season. And I was like, okay, well, there's a lot of factors kind of working against her. We're in the middle of the health situation. So they couldn't have a live audience. And, you know, sometimes you kind of feed off of that energy from the live audience. It's her first time hosting. Well, oh, Maybe not, but it's her first time on this show, um, hosting this show. So I did notice that week after week, there were a lot of kind of technical snafus like they would either give her the wrong um teleprompter wording or the camera wouldn't be in the right spot or they just did have a lot of that going on so i was thinking you know it had to do with you know kind of working out all the kinks of like this new situation that we're all living in but (laughs) i was hoping in the off season that she would kind of you know Take some improv classes because I do think, kind of like riffing off of the situations that happen, or like making, you know, like off the cuff jokes and things like that. I feel like that, doing like improv or some kind of like comedy class would kind of probably helped her a bit, um, kind of navigating those like snafus that happen. Um, but <laughs> <laughs> on this week's show, ooh, no man, I just need to go back. Just like, you know, a few little classes here or there. But it started off because I was really excited that my girl was going to be on there. Not talking about Matt James from The Bachelor, but my girl Kenya Moore from Real Housewives of Atlanta. I was really excited to see her because I love Kenya. You know, people love or hate her. There's no, like, middle ground. But she's one of my faves on the show. Mel C, Sporty Spice, kind of kicked off the show. And then, kind of leading up to the big moment where JoJo Siwa was going to be the first uh, same-sex partnership on the show, and they had her dance last. She didn't, she didn't do that well to me, but she got the highest score of the night. But I think that was a bit, you know, kind of strategic, like they planned it that way. But I don't know. We'll see how the season goes this year. But I'll be, I'll be there every week, Monday night, eight o'clock. No, I said what I said for this week because I'm just on such a high. It is the final episode. And, you know, I just want to go out on on a high note. So I do want to um, kind of just hop right into my tens, tens, tens across the board this week is going to my favorite couple. That is none other than the Duke and Duchess of Sussex, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. They're the cover. um Story or one of the cover stories for the Time Magazine 100 Most Influential People of the Year. And they have had quite a year themselves. <laughs> um, just their move to the US, they're kind of distancing themselves from the royal family, the Oprah interview, and just behind the scenes, all the stuff they do for charity has just been, you know, quite a whirlwind year for them. You know, also add on their, the birth of their. Second child. So, yeah, they've done a lot for the people this year and they looked good on that cover. I really, the one thing I did love about the cover image so Megan is standing there in white, um, like a shirt and pair of pants, and then, you know, hair's down. She usually wears it, you know, kind of in that up, messy bun kind of look, but uh, she went down uh, this time. Hair is very full, give me curls, curls, waves. Um, Cascading down. And um then Harry is in wearing black. So the contrast of of the colors, but I really appreciate that he was standing behind her. And then he has like one hand on her shoulder and he's kind of like almost shielding himself using her, but he's also kind of like leaning on her for support. And then the imagery of him wearing black and then her wearing white is almost reminiscent of their their wedding photos because he had on his black uniform um during the during uh the wedding and i just think it's an amazing photograph and then inside the the magazine there's two additional shots so he's wearing like this kind of dark forest green suit looking good and then megan she has there's one picture where they're outside and so she has on kind of a similar uh, color t- color palette as him a little bit darker in the greens and then she having like this old nasty wool coat the hair is up and then there's a additional picture they're in the same outfit, she has taken off the coat uh, but they're like standing side by side like in this like picturesque uh, kind of window frame and the the imagery is just stunning like they have an amazing backyard because they put <laughs> this tree in every single one of their picks, but they just look so happy so in love and then so supportive of each other and people you just need to get you somebody that can look at you with such love and affection the way they look at each other because they look like they got it going on down in these picks. so (laughs) tens for y'all so that about wraps up season three 150 episodes down I really cannot thank you enough for allowing me into your lives uh, every week um, for these past uh, three seasons. And I know the season, you know, we had a lot going on this year. We started, you know, around the election time um, last year, leading up to the insurrection <laughs> and then the inauguration at the start of this year. Then we had a uh, change you know, mid-season and had to pivot and take things in a different direction and, you know, really regroup and refocus. And each week, I'm just so thankful, so grateful that you are joining me on this journey. And also want to thank all of my amazing, amazing guests that we've had on the show this year. We started out with my good, good girlfriend, Dr. Camille Burge, talking about the election drama. We had the Crotelli's, Marco and Tony, the host of Relationship Podcast. Terry Upsher, real estate extraordinaire. That was a fun episode. Michael Munoz from In Your Mouth Podcast. Claire Soares from Up In The Air Life. Molly from Broke Ass Girl Travel. Tamara Zoner from A Life To Love Now. And my new homegirl. <laughs> I swear she's my cousin. Katura from Terracotta Hades. Be sure that if you have any plant questions or need a plant consultation, check out her Instagram. connect with her there she'll give you all of the tips and the tricks for growing your plants and then what about your friends where would i be without my friend alex centron and (laughs) marky marky who just joined me on the show so yeah thank you to everyone who came on the show brought some knowledge some shade (laughs) and their personal experiences and just made their episodes that much better so thank you so much so in the words of my girl michaela cole who just won outstanding writing for a limited or anthology series down at the emmys she says visibility these days seems to somehow equate to success do not be afraid to disappear from it from us for a while and see what comes to you in the silence thank you again so much for joining me for season three of category is I'm about to disappear into this bottle of wine, and I will see y'all next season. Bye. Thanks for joining me for another week. I really hope you enjoyed this week's episode. If you did, please be sure to like, rate, and review the show wherever you're listening to the category is right now. Category as podcast is recorded in Philadelphia. The show is hosted, edited, mixed, and produced by me, Maurice Smith.